Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Walters Wanderings Travel Podcast. I guess we're up to number 22 or 3. I've sort of lost track, but if you go to the YouTube channel, you'll be able to find all the episodes, and you'll figure out where we are. Special for the day is if we curate for you a trip to multiple amusement parks for roller coaster thrills and other things, I will give you $25 off your trip. It must be at least two amusement parks, two different cities. We'll, we can arrange all the accommodations, ticketing, and everything else. But you have to do it through Go Away Off and Travel. So speaking of amusement parks and all that goes with it, we have on board today Chris Higgins. He's from the America's Coaster Network. Chris, hello. Hi there. Good morning or afternoon. That's right. Or evening, depending on when people listen. Exactly. Yeah, right. We have freedom of choice. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> So you're here with me to talk about roller coasters. I love roller coasters. I've loved roller coasters ever since I could get on my first one, yeah. which was a little baby roller coaster at the Idlewild Amusement Park outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. That was the first roller coaster I rode. I rode several at the now-defunct White Swan Amusement Park, which is on the west side of Pittsburgh. And, and then I cut my teeth further at Kennywood Amusement Park. We'll talk about that place in a little bit. But I think, I think where we need to start with roller coasters is – there are basically two families of roller coasters. We have the Wood family and we have the Steel family. Right. Sort of family feud. And <laughs> so we need to find out what are the basics of these type of roller coasters and what are the differences for people who want to ride them? Uh, see, for me, even though my top roller coaster is a Steel roller coaster, which is uh, X2 at Six Flags Magic Mountain, um, I love wooden coasters overall more than steel coasters uh the difference being you get a little bit more of a crazy out of control i guess i would say almost like a more of an organic uh type of feel to it yeah you, i understand you you feel like you're more part of the coaster part of the ride um and then obviously the wooden coaster you know dates back to the coney island cyclone and all the other great coasters that are not even around anymore um so for me, the wooden coaster um, has that classic feel, even if it's a new wooden coaster. Uh, whereas a steel coaster, uh, with its you know smoothness and inversions, and or even if it doesn't have inversions, if it's a hyper coaster, um, it's just a much different feel to it. Uh, I would say a wooden coaster is probably a good coaster to start off with if you're you know if you're small, I'm sure. If you're small, if you're small. Um, yeah, kind of I, I, like, I like the wood coaster because there's a different, it's a, it's a matter of feel. I think you feel differently when you're sitting in a wooden roller coaster. First of all, the noise is entirely different on a wood coaster yeah. than a steel coaster. Um, also the fact that wood coasters often the construction of them have times when you're diving underneath and through and, and there's a lot of, you know, interweaving of, of the way the tracks are. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think I think you're more in in the ride versus on the ride. Does that make any sense? I guess it that's, does. That's kind of like where I was going with it. You actually feel like you're, like yeah, like part part of it. Like you're experiencing. It's a completely different experience. It is good, and I've ridden both, obviously, and I've ridden different versions of the steel coasters, the hyper coasters that don't necessarily invert. My favorite of those being the uh, Fury 325 of Carowinds. I found that to be an exceptional ride. 
and yeah. and the beauty at least there when you're on a coaster like that there you when you when you get up toward the top you actually get some views that make sense because you're just outside of charlotte and you can actually if you look right you can see the charlotte skyline and you can see the the different parts of, of the suburbs and that's kind of cool um you know but wooden coasters um I'm still very uh, biased towards a Thunderbolt at Kennywood with El Toro at Six Flags uh, Great Adventure in New Jersey a close second. Those are both excellent rides. And they, they offer that feeling of, because you get those feelings of air and you get you can, you can feel that pull of the Gs. And, and like I say, it's, it's more intimate, perhaps. So that's, right. that's where I stand on these things. Oh, yeah. El Toro, by the way, so good. El Toro is good, and it's it's funny. It's one of the few coasters I prefer to ride in the front. I'm I'm a back row rider, and 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 this is it. Actually, I love riding in the front of that. I don't know. I think I I'm pretty sure I rode in the front, but I think we stuck to the back. So I'd have next time I go, I'm gonna have yeah. to definitely. Well, my oldest daughter, my oldest daughter, years ago, we were we were at the Great Escape uh, Park, which is part of the Six Flags family, and. New York near Lake George, and we were on their Comet, which is a classic coaster that uh, has been around since the 20s, and uh, she came up with words of wisdom. She's about eight, seven, eight years old. She had just made the height requirement for it, so we took the ride twice because it wasn't crowded. We went once in the front, once in the back, and she had the, she had the greatest words of wisdom for roller coaster riders, and that is, well, the best view is in the front, but the best ride is in the back, and yeah. she said that it's like seven or eight years old, which is like, so That's wow you know? for a six. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for a kid, you know, seven or eight, she was she says, Man, that ride in the back, that was so good, you know. I don't even re- I mean, I know that I was riding roller coasters at that age, but I would have never said anything like well, that. I was when, when I was seven or eight, I was just hoping to get to the height requirements. I mean right? the, the first coaster that really that I've made a height requirement for that was really stunning was the blue streak at the Cedar Point, which was Back when I was that age, the big coaster there. Of course, it's been dwarfed by so many others. It's 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 almost a joke and an afterthought, but it's still a great ride. So, let's talk about some of these amusement parks that have like multiple coasters and multiple experiences, and uh, where you would actually go, you know, and not feel guilty about the pleasure of going and enjoying the rides. Well, uh, so I'm I'm based in Los Angeles, my home park, the home. Park I grew up going to uh, was Magic Mountain, Six Flags Magic Mountain. Uh, that's a great park to go to. Um, what is like almost like twenty coasters now, nineteen coasters. It, it's it, they just keep they keep they just keep building yeah. them up and building them up. I don't know where they find the space, you know, because right. <laughs> that's the other thing. Cause, you know, some of these coasters, especially these hyper ones, do take up a lot of space. Maybe yeah. not like the King of Ka thing at that Great Adventure in, in New Jersey, but some of them do take up a huge amount of space because of the way they have to design it from an engineering standpoint. Right. Although it's, it's kind of, it's, it's pretty neat with uh, how they've been able to make uh, like very steep lifts and being able to, to fit a 300 foot coaster into an area that, you know, would have taken up a lot more space under traditional systems that, uh, um, from, you know, older. Coasters. So now, Besides Six Flags Magic Mountain, what other parks in that Southern California area would you recommend for good coaster experience? I well, unfortunately, on the West Coast, we're we're somewhat limited. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm is another favorite. Uh, I think they have of of actually of all the parks that I've been to in the in the country, and I haven't been to all of them. Uh, that's, that's a lot. No of one, fun. no one has. I don't think. <laughs> but but um, 
But Knott's Berry Farm, I think, has the best roller coaster shows, dark rides, like overall entertainment. Um, but they still have, I mean, they have uh, like Montezuma's Revenge is an old Schwarzkopf uh, uh, um, shuttle coaster. Still one of my favorites, even though it's what, 40, 40 it, something it, years it, old it, now. It, it, it has aged very well. It, it, yeah. And it's, and it's one of those coasters that. Well, it, it took me, I think I was like 12 years old and I was still for 11 years old and I was afraid to go on it. Uh, and I rode it for the first time at 11. Um, but it's one of those coasters that little guys get kids on. Um, and then uh, you work your way up to, to Ghost Rider, which is one of the better wooden coasters uh, in the country. And uh, then you have you know, a silver bullet with a nice invert and a launch yeah. coaster with the accelerator. There's 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 good there's really yeah, good variety. Not, there. Not farm is good, and then you get good jelly when you leave the park. So you're all you're all set. Yeah, boys, just get boysenberry everything. And I love that. I love. Trust me, I I went once. I, I went once to the West Coast, and I, I did go to Knott's Berry Farm. I did go to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. um, well, it was only one park. It wasn't two parks. Park, and it was a park in a parking lot. Yeah, it was a park in the parking lot, and and it was it was five dollars to park and twenty eight dollars to get in. This is nineteen ninety two to get to Disneyland. But the thing I liked about Knott's Berry Farm, it, it was it was almost, I I don't want to say country fairish, but it was definitely more. It was less sterile, you know. It was more, you know, mm -hmm. it was more personable, perhaps, than Disneyland. And I like I'm trying, I'm a Disney guy, and I go every year to Disney World. But I just found that the Knott's Berry Farm thing was was just an entirely different thing. It was like going to a, a big, big old country or state fair. You know, it really was. That's a really good. That's that's actually uh, I've never heard it put in that that way before. But that's actually, yeah. You're gonna use it. You're gonna use it now. I know that. I can I can see it in one of your, in one of your Instagram posts. You'll be you'll be finding some old shot of some coaster on Knott's Berry Farm, and you'll you'll yeah. use that phrase. It's okay though. I'm, it's not copywritten, so we're all good. You know. Yeah. Although I mean, the, I mean the park the park since it was you know acquired by Cedar Fair in '97 uh, that they've. Uh, yeah, but Cedar Fair does I think a pretty authentic job of not really screwing around. You yeah, know, they, they, they some of the other, some of the other mega, you know, Six Flags, they always are like screwing around and trying to do the formula, you know. <laughs> Cedar Fair initially kind of. They thought know, about it and they realized they had to back away. Yeah. Because you know? California is different than Ohio or, or, or the Carolinas or, or other places like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, their Knott's Berry Farm is that perfect mesh between, it's kind of funny because they're geographically located halfway, between, not halfway, but they're closer to Disneyland. But they're between Disneyland and Magic Mountain, location-wise. But as far as the type of park they are, they're kind of a good mix of both. You have the roller coasters that you'd find at Magic Mountain, and you have the theming and the family entertainment that you'd find at Disneyland. Uh, right. Now, if you were to go ahead and say rent an RV for three weeks, okay, and say, let's say you're not going to leave from LA because we know the the Southwest is kind of i wouldn't say that it's more bereft of good amusement parks for whatever reason right it just yeah it just is and it's not just because there's earthquakes because all these rides are now earthquake proof so it's not just that it's just it's bereft but say you were leaving from chicago and you had three weeks in an rv what kind of what what, what parks would you hit going you know making a loop that, that begins and ends in chicago Oh wow! Okay, actually, this kind of works because uh, my last two coaster trips I started in Chicago. <laughs> See, I got lucky. Um, 
I pay attention. I also pay attention to your 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 stuff. So cool. Um, I don't know. So I would probably go into Chicago. I would uh, get to uh, Six Flags um, Great America there. Uh, probably loop down. Go to Indiana Beach, which thankfully didn't close. Um, Kings Island. Let's see. Go up to Cedar Point. I would cut, and this is a trip I haven't done yet, but we want to cut across like the Great Lakes. So get over to like Canada's Wonderland. Yes, it's a great park. It's very underrated. Um, and then go keep going all the way over to like uh, like like New England areas, so, like Six Flags New England. Go to like compounds, loop back around. Uh, we got Knobles, got Hershey Park. Uh, I'd probably swing into New York, get to Rye Playland, get to Coney Island, um, uh, Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey, kind of do a big loop and then, right, oh, and, then and then probably cut through uh, PA. So after you know, and go all the way back out to um, right. You, you probably you probably hit Kennywood and then you hit uh, Holiday World and then Southern yeah, probably like, yeah, like probably like Kennywood. Uh, maybe Kentucky Kingdom, Holiday World, and then loop back up to Chicago. No, those those are some great parks. Actually, I yeah. also my, my 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 kids cut their teeth at Rye Playland. It's a it's actually still the only you know amusement park that's governmentally run. Um, but yeah, and 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 if you look in the old uh, Tom Hanks film Big, they actually filmed several scenes there. Yep. But the, the, the Dragon Coaster is uh, another all-time classic. They have a non-roller coaster ride that's really quite cool. It's called the Steeplechase. It's actually a very fast merry-go-round uh, that mm -hmm. you know carousel ride that you have to. They, they have a high requirement because you have to tilt in. I mean, it's all and it's it's actually a very cool ride. that's unlike uh, any other that, that I've come across of, of that variety. But so I think that's just, one of three left in the world. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a it's a great ride. And again, you know, it, you only would need a, a half a day to knock off uh, Ride Playland. So you know, there you go. Then you can then you can go ahead and hit the the other touristy spots in New York City. So yeah. <laughs> now, um, most underrated uh, coasters in your mind? What are some of the most underrated coasters that don't get enough love? Ah, that don't get enough love. Um... I, I kind of feel that anything on the on the West Coast doesn't get enough love. Well, I, I think there is a bias there. It's it's not unlike the Heisman Trophy bias and and, and the Pac-12 bias and all of that, you know? It's I mean, it's just, you know, you, you, you look at where the population of the United States is, so you're going to have more people that are going to East Coast, Midwest parks. Um, I, I think one that really uh, uh, surprised me, even though I heard good things about it, was the uh, roller coaster at um, – in Vancouver at PME Playland. That one, like, I wasn't expecting much from it. I heard it had good airtime, but it has like the old, um, the buzz bars. So you just have- Oh, wow. Right. You have like the huge, like, I mean, I'm talking- like yeah, Unless, unless you're a really big person, you're going to be going up when you get the air rather than being throttled in. I, I understand. Yeah, so, so I had my hands up like I normally have them up. And we hit the first airtime, and I don't think I remember doing this since I was a kid. I went and I latched <laughs> on because it, even though I know you're not going to fall out, it really feels like you're going to fall out of that ride. And the airtime on that is just incredible. I don't, it, I know it's ranked kind of high, like if you look at like the wooden coaster list, but it doesn't seem like a coaster that a lot of people really talk about. 
Well, I, I think um, it's probably it's probably because of location. You know, if they if they replicated and brought it to one of the you know big parks in the east, you'd probably have a different opinion of it. I mean, kind you know, of like yeah. Phoenix, right? Like that's the that's kind of on the same. Yeah, uh, I'd say so. Level. You know, yeah, I'd say. Um, so. I would say, uh, ooh, this is okay. Batman the Ride. It's a clone, so a lot of people, I think. They're like several of the of the yeah they're, they're, they're everywhere. Texas has three of them, <laughs> um, but I think they're one of the better rides out there. It's, they're super. super it's like a comfortable when when you're in a ride that you've been on in other parks and they don't really change the formula too much. Mm-hmm. It can be sort of like being in a comfortable old shoe because you sort of know what's going on even though you're in a different surrounding. Because right. I've been. I've ridden, I've ridden it both in, in, in New Jersey, and I've ridden it in Maryland, and I've ridden it in New England. And, and you're right. I mean, you know, it's just, all right, let's throw up another one because, we, we, you know, it's just our park and it's our, it's, it's our licensing. So why not? And, but it's not it, – it's, it's kind of – it's almost a guilty pleasure because, you know, you could – again, you're, 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 same, you're same but different, you know? It, and it's, there, it's one of the few coasters that actually make my feet tingle like – from the g-forces like i get off the ride and my, you can feel it you can feel the blood rushing to to your feet uh the other one that does that for me is uh flight deck at uh california's great america um yep. another old bnm invert and that yep. one again mm-hmm. doesn't really get talked about very much now what about the other side the, the overrated coasters. me it's king to ka king to ka is, to me is so overrated you go up you come down it's like and the, the, view from, the view from the top, you're just looking at the vast wastelands of New Jersey because, you, you know, you're yeah, you, you are 45 stories up, but there's nothing there because you're in the middle of nowhere because they, they, they geographically built the park. So it would be halfway between Philadelphia and New York so they could grab both different you know population yeah. centers. But it's just like, you know, you go up, you come down. OK, yeah, you go fast and then you go in and so and then, then you come back. To me, it's not I've gone I've gone on it twice. Even even my eldest daughter, who's kind of like my you know roller coaster junkie uh, of my three children, says, nah, you know, gave it a eh. so you know it's like that. So what what about you? What 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 coasters are on the overrated list? Gosh, okay, so I I get a lot of hate for this, and I don't. <laughs> this is this is this is a major hot take, but um, Maverick at Cedar Point, and I know that's one of like people's top coasters. It's usually ranked in the top three or four at that yeah, point. It, it, it's ranked really high. I've really tried to like it, I, it a, along with the friends that I've been with too. All of us are just kind of like, yeah, it's a good ride. Like it's not a, there's, it's not a bad ride at all. It's just I, we don't right. Well, you, you don't you don't get it. It's, it's, we it's, don't get, we don't get get it. Like we see flaws, and we're just like. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's like to me. It's sort of like Grace Vanderwall on America's Got Talent, and she's a local girl. She lives 15 yeah, minutes yeah. away from me. I didn't get it. I just I didn't get it. But America loved her. It's the same yeah. kind of thing with that kind of roller coaster. I understand. You have like the over shoulder restraints. You got like a lot of like snappy turns, and then maybe it's just because I'm tall. I don't know. But yeah, when you're six foot or more, some of those rides actually do do have an issue. Now let's talk about something that really, as a coaster guy has sort of puzzled me. Why isn't why is it that the Florida theme parks in Orlando basically suck for roller coasters? You think they suck? 
Well, I mean, when, when SeaWorld is the best of the lot with their roller coasters. Okay. And, you know, with all the other people that go to Universal. And the Mummy is my favorite of all the roller coasters in, in Universal. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and then Disney, you know, you have Expedition Everest, which is, you know, a neat concept. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to downplay that. But, you know, the, the rest of the roller coasters at Disney are rather pedestrian. I can get that flavor of the month at any any local yeah. type theme park or regional theme park to me. So I'm wondering, wh why is it that, you know, when, like I said, the, the SeaWorld roller coasters, Manta and a couple of the others, are really quite good. But yeah. it's like, why is it that those parks just don't want to compete in the, in the roller coaster realm? Are you talking like specifically uh, Orlando? I mean, you go to yeah, Orlando because because obviously the you know you have millions upon millions of people going there each year, and obviously when 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 coaster enthusiasts go there, it's the same kind of lukewarm feeling. They they all go to Tampa to Bush Gardens, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, gosh, I, I haven't I haven't been to Orlando since uh, 2003, so it's been a long time. Um. But um, Kraken, I love. I think that's oh, Kraken's a good coaster, and again, like I say, there's, there's several good ones there. But so, uh, yeah, you know, as, as far as Disney goes, Disney's going to be Disney. They're not. They're always going to be kind of, you know, pedestrian and saccharine, and then and then more on the theme than on the actual being in the ride. I guess you know. Yeah. Um. But and then, I guess you know you have Orlando, and Hulk is overrated. Um. But it's fun. Uh, it's fun, and then the rock and roller coaster thing is fun. It, yeah. it, it's a much better ride at night. There's no doubt about it. Um, Although I'm looking forward to seeing how the uh, the Velocicoaster is going to. Well, um, yeah, and I'm 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 looking to see that one, and I'm I'm looking to ride on the Haggards. I've heard very good things about that, but I haven't been down since they've opened that. Yeah, yeah, so, no, that looks it looks good. I mean, I I'm kind of bummed that Dueling Dragons got. Uh, removed for it because i thought was a really it, fun ride as well yeah well you know they're, they're always constantly evolving and constantly changing you know and then uh, that's obviously their right so i guess now your favorite uh, single park to go to outside of california is uh cedar point yeah it, it's, it's a common answer but it's, yeah. it's one of those things you can't I, you, I didn't get there until i uh i i got into the whole coaster community stuff like 99 2000 so right like when Millennium Force was uh, being built and opened. And since then, I had always wanted to go. I just never had the chance. Um, and I went for my first time in 2016, and I felt like a kid in a candy store. Like, the, you're driving up. Oh, yeah, you're, you're going in, you see, and you, all you see, see is all it, the structure. And it just, it's like, <laughs> it was it, amazing. And then we went uh, this last, last year, I guess now, because it's 2021, um, we went for Cedar Point's last operating day. We hadn't been on uh, Steel Vengeance yet because it wasn't open uh, in 2016. And uh, it was freezing cold. Like we had like little snow flurries coming down. Nice. Went, it was windy. So everything was closed. I think they eventually opened Corkscrew and uh, Wicked Twister. But we spent like five hours waiting in line for Steel Vengeance, which never opened. And then left. But something is so magical about Cedar Point that we, like, kind of we left like still with a smile on our face. Like, we're at Cedar Point, and it's the it, it's. I think one of the only parks that I've been to that I could probably go to and not ride anything and, and still be like, oh yeah, okay, that was 
That was kind yeah. of it's just a really neat. Sure, as far as far as that part place. kind of part goes. Yeah, I, I, I myself, because of my upbringing and that I grew up near Pittsburgh, I'm really partial to Kennywood. Mm -hmm. um, and they have some great coasters there. They have the Thunderbolt, they have the, the old Rabbit. And a lot of those coasters are so old, they're actually on the historical register. Mm -hmm. so they can't do nothing with them. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. they, they even have the new, they even have the new uh, Steel Curtain one that's Pittsburgh Steeler themed. And when you get off the ride, you actually go into a Pittsburgh Steeler gift shop, which I find hilarious. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I still need, I need to get back there. Yeah, it's it, and, and like I say, there are a lot of great trips, especially from the Northeast. You know, we mentioned the Chicago Loop. From New York, it can loop up and hit those couple parks in New England you mentioned, go up to the Great Escape, you know, hang out at Saratoga, bet on the ponies, come back, shoot down, get to Rye Playland, Great Adventure, then you can shoot out west to hit, you know, Knobles, hit Kennywood, hit Idlewild, go out to Cedar Point and uh, Kings Island, and you've covered a lot of great parks and, and, and very little mileage, you know, ultimately. And, and, and not just that, and, and like, when, when we go on our trips, we obviously want to hit the theme parks, but we love seeing the major cities. And different oh, absolutely. So, I mean, you get to see Chicago, you get to see New York. I guess you can go to Toronto, too. Sure, and there's, and, there's and, and you get all the other authentic experiences. You can find the good food. You can find other non-amusement park places to go to. So it, you can make a whole trip of it, and, and even for the non-amusement park-loving people out there, you can always sneak in the museum or something else, get a little culture, and, uh, and you know, make it a complete trip so that everyone's happy in the end. Yeah, get your New York pizza, get your Chicago pizza. <laughs> that's it. You can, you can, you, like, you can try a lot. Of, there's a, there's a lot of good food that's locally available in those places. Yeah. Well, um, for before I let you go, I need you to plug all the spots you are on social media so people can find you. Oh, uh, so we're mainly on Instagram, America's Coaster Network. Uh, we're going to be launching a YouTube here pretty soon. So, um, if you go to America's Coaster Network on Instagram, you can find our links to everything. Uh, you can search for us on Facebook. We're also there. Uh, and that's kind of what we're, oh, uh, Twitter as well. So search, if you search America's Coaster Network on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Well, uh, there you go. That, that sort of covers the, the, the main players. And, yeah. and I think, I, I think for what you do, um, you know, I think Instagram becomes a very good platform to, to share with, you know, if, if there were full fuller length videos, you obviously maybe Facebook would be better. And, you know, Twitter, if you yeah. want to just sort of throw something out there quickly, you know, that, yeah. that 280 character limit thing, you know, there you go. But, but yeah. this would be great. I, I really, I could, I could talk roller coasters all day <laughs> about the history of roller coasters. I can talk about, you know, good ones, bad ones, the in-between yeah. ones, you know, and, and I, I really enjoy it. And I really want to thank you for, for hopping on board. Uh, with me today on the uh, Walter's Wanderings Travel Podcast. I appreciate yes. it. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Sure. And just to remember to all the folks out there watching or listening, if you have me curate a multi-stop amusement park tour, I'll make sure you get $25 off so you can enjoy some, uh, uh, you know, cotton candy at the Midway or, or you know, try and win one of those $25 dolls that's six inches tall and, and all of that. <laughs> Chris obviously has, has uh, played those games and has lost just like me. All right. Well, right. listen, thanks so much, Chris. I really appreciate it. Uh, more content on the YouTube channel for the Walters Wandering Travel podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.